You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. Always a lot of pressure to start the show off. Why is it? It's just really weird. Yeah, it's true. I was just thinking about that. You don't know what the opening line is going to... Same thing with me on stage. I really am envious of comedians who go out there and go, so my sister turned 13. Like that. And then just go on Well, a they story usually like have a, a way to make it an opener. Yes. I have no opener. Hey, uh, thank you guys for having nothing else to do. That's like my go-to. <laughs> but sometimes when it's a packed house, you really can't do that. When it's like 200 people, it's like... Thank you to our... No, this was where people wanted to be tonight. Do you have a problem starting uh, things in general in life? <laughs> like possibly a relationship? Yes, uh... I think someone... <laughs> someone knew where they're going that with that. foreshadowing? Someone dig. All right, uh, this is Lust for Life. This show's going to be magic. I don't know if it's going to be Magic Johnson, but it'll be magic. Benji Suswine is with me, hey, my uh... main dude. Thank you for having me. Thank I you for being a part of our lives. When I came in... Um, you were in a meeting, and I didn't know what to do. I thought you knew about this, but I'm like, oh, my God, maybe he can't make it. I'm a, and I turned to producer Supertramp. I go, Benji's here, right? He's going to be a part of this, right? I go, we can't do this without Benji. I have now become, oh. you're such a part of this. I'm like Vito Colleone, and you're Michael. I can't take the picture at the wedding without Michael. That's how it is. It's the nicest thing anyone has ever said That you got compared to Michael Colleone, who takes I, over I, I got the reference. I was just getting worried that I'd be Frito. <laughs> well, you can't be you can't be Frito if you say it the wrong way. Fred, Fredo. Fredo, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Our guest is early on mic and is doing the theme to The Godfather. Thank you, sweetheart. All right. We have an interesting guest, but let's go. Guest host, special guest co-host this week. You are our first two-timer, Mr. Yep. R.J. Daniels. Hello. Two times. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. What an honor. Thank Another you for mob reference. Me. Jimmy, two times. Get the papers, get the papers. Get the papers, get the papers. <laughs> That's excitement. That's and might excitement. I add, a, an excellent start to the show. But also, it's not how you start, Mad Dog. How is it? It's how you finish, That's right, brother. That's right. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about the middle. Exactly. No one's ever given a shit about the middle. Yeah. Everyone's like, if as long as you start good and end good, it's good. Well, that's a, that's a psychological thing. And if you give someone a list, 10 things, they're most likely to remember the first thing on the list and the last thing on the list. Mm -hmm. And then the most common thing if things repeat themselves. So, so It's just the way your brain works. So, all right. So people, that's why they have to write down a list. Because, all right, say you kill me eight things to go get at the store for this place. I need stucco. I need this, 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 <laughs> and blueberries. I don't write it down. I'll only remember the stucco and the blueberries and then everything in the middle. So you have to make no. sure that you're bookending the, the most important stuff. Not that stuff. you can't remember middle. You could remember. But if you're throwing a lot at people, they're most likely naturally to remember the first that makes and then sense. the last. Yeah. No, it's yeah. What it store can you get those two particular? Stucco and Blueberries? Stucco and Blueberries Incorporated. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. I guarantee you it's ran by an Italian. That sounds like <laughs> a type of business a Dago would have going on. Yeah. I got Stucco. I got Blueberries. What else do you want? I don't yeah. I have nothing else. I got You're nothing not else for anything you. Else. I got two aisles. I got, I got yeah, two, two aisles. Two aisles. <laughs> two aisles. Um, where can I get toilet paper? Look, that's Stucco hey, aisle. Hey, that's Blueberries. What is this? Is it key food? Get out of here, you. I got Stucco and Blueberries. <laughs> Oh, that would be the best store. I guarantee I probably had an uncle 
in Rochester who did something. That's and that sounds like a Rochester, New York store. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something. Someone got spurned by a or scorned. Yeah. I don't know the word from a Wegmans. <laughs> Wegmans. I love Wegmans. Did you have? It's not a New York thing. No, it's no, not I New York City, not Pennsylvania. New York. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Your mom's from Dutch from County, Scranton. Scranton. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Wilkesbury, so I know really? the Wegmans experience. What a store, it, it, huh? It, it, it's, it's an amazing store. I got to give it to you guys. This is exactly what I had a crystal ball back in high school, and I was like, uh, on a September day, <laughs> in 2013, <laughs> will I have a podcast? Yes. Will we be discussing Wegmans? Yes. They're That's not even a sponsor or anything. <laughs> no, but I just think this is great. This is the beauty of this show. Yeah. It can go anywhere. I got in a discussion with some people this week on the road who um, I don't even think. I think one person has listened to one show and one person has not listened at all. And they were trying to be like, you need a gimmick. I'm like, I, I, what, what do you mean the gimmick? <laughs> well, like the, a catchphrase? I don't get that. You should do segments. Like, what's, oh. what's, like, what's segments? Like, this is, like, the gimmick is we bring on interesting people who have interesting stories and we discuss it like humans. Right. We add a different co-host every week to the base two of me yeah. and Benj. And the first segment is just free talking about whatever, and that's the hook. Yeah. Like, what hook? Like, what are we supposed to do anymore? Like, am I supposed to yeah, smash what, watermelons? It's not gonna. <laughs> he wants you register. to do. Uh, he wants you to do a morning zoo. Yeah. And like, hola, hola, ring, and, ring, and like, then you do like two for Tuesday or some shit. I don't. And this guy's probably gonna listen. I'm, I mean, no beef with you, but, but uh, just like I, 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 well, I, I don't know, him, so it. I don't give a fuck. But there yeah. you go. See, this is how it is. I'll, <laughs> I'll unleash you as the kraken, my friend. <laughs> this is what it. Like, there's already a great radio show on podcast right now. Adam Carolla is doing basically a radio show. Mm-hmm, He's right. got the, the the female voice of reason, who's also the uh, newscaster. They do the news. They have segments. They have guests. They have sp- It is like a radio, and it's awesome. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. We're our own thing. Yeah. Right. I think that's what makes podcasting different. It's it's not. It's a different type of like art form. I would say. It's very behind the scenes, natural, be yourself, discussion based, yeah. conversation That's based. It. I think the gray area is that people think podcasts are radio. Right. And they're not. Radio no. is radio. This podcasts is the evolution. Are podcasts. This, this is the evolution. As, you're not performing yeah. here like you would on a radio show. Yeah. Yes. I yes. I, I, I want, I, I've ex, uh, expressed this quite, quite uh, vividly to people. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't necessarily need shtick uh, on this show. No. We just want to talk. Talk poorly like I am, man. I have muffed up <laughs> but thirty-seven that's what we're talking words. About. That's but it. That's leads what the mistakes we're in. About. Exactly. Yeah. Like, in real life, people make mistakes. It's okay. Continue where you last made where you made the mistake. I'm still with you. The mistakes end up being the best parts in life, like the best parts in records. I, you know, I grew up a big Neil Young fan, and particularly Neil Young with Crazy Horse. Now, when Neil Young wanted to, he could get all these great session musicians, and he could put out a beautiful record like Harvest or. Uh, Harvest Moon or any of these good, anything with Harvest, those are his polished ones. But man, when he'd get with, with he's, a, he's a hell of an autumn artist. That's yeah, what he's young. about, and it's autumn now, baby. So yeah. here it is. But when he'd get Crazy Horse together, three dudes who most people would consider mediocre professional musicians for the most part, mm-hmm. and it's raw, and they would just do like three takes of each song, pick which one was <laughs> had the most heart, and that sometimes was the most sloppy, yeah. and you could hear mistakes. That was the best parts of those records. Yeah, absolutely. Every, everybody knows this is nowhere. It was one of the greatest records of all time, in my opinion. And you can hear Danny Witten fucking up a chord yeah. you a couple know, my, times on that record. My little theory on that is that people relate to mistakes more than they can relate to perfection. 
Yeah, people appreciate perfection, but when you hear a mistake, it's like, oh, these guys are it's real. still just fucking human. You can right. touch yeah. a mistake. Yes. Exactly. It's something real. It's like wood. Yeah. That was another thing. It's was like wood, you said? <laughs> like wood, you can touch of it. Of all the things you can touch, you picked wood? <laughs> well, yeah, because here, I will segue into this. Are you, wait, hold of on. Are you building something at your apartment? You've mentioned stucco and wood. <laughs> and blueberries. I <laughs> used that as well. the first five minutes. <laughs> There was, I, as you all know, I'm a rock and roll junkie. I grew up uh, loving music in particular, but I grew up uh, really loving like hard rock and stuff like that. Yeah. And I used to watch the history of rock and roll. It used to be on whatever the, like a, like a history UHF channel? station, <laughs> mm-hmm. something like that, or your Foxes would pick it up or your UPNs. And then you could rent them when there were still tapes. I'd mm-hmm. rent the VHS of it and watch these episodes a hundred times. And someone was describing the 90s grunge movement and Neil Young's revival as wood, is real. He goes, sometimes things get too polished in music. And it happens in comedy, happens mm-hmm. in television, happens in movies. And you need something that's raw. You can touch it. It's like wood. It's organic. Yeah. And that's what, uh, to me, Neil Young is. And that's the mistakes. And here, I'll bring this up. Outst- with life, the mistakes are sometimes the most beautiful things. Forget mm-hmm. art. Goodwill Hunting, there's a great scene, right? What does Robin Williams miss the most of his wife? Middle fart, of the night, she, used to fart she would in fart in yeah. the middle of the night, which I don't think anyone, when you put your top 400 things of what you're looking for in a woman, <laughs> is that she farts at all. Yeah. We like the mystique <laughs> that y'all don't fucking fart. We love that. But you do sometimes, and he loved that. That's what he missed the most. That's the mistake. Yeah. That's embracing the mistake. That's beautiful, my people. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it's about, I man. think that's why people will Thank always uh, want live performances with things. Yeah, you can watch comedy on TV, but just the fact that I'm here in person and anything could happen or you could mess up at any moment, I think people almost subconsciously are drawn to that. (laughs) Even live music, live shows, sporting events. Yeah, there's something about being in front of a, an actual moment. That's funny you mentioned that. That's the exact reason why I like sports so much is because of that unpredictability. <laughs> right. And then there is, you know, your team could be ahead by so much, and yet all it takes is one careless mistake right. for the other one to start coming back. And that, you know, I think that's, and grave injury and yeah. grave injury. Yeah, can't sleep on the grave injury. You can't. <laughs> or even, uh, you know, last year I'm a Jets fan, so we had a pretty shitty year. I was going to segue mm-hmm. into that. Yes. Oh, I was going to say last year when uh, Sanchez fumbled the ball hitting his, that guy's ass butt fumble. oh my god that's a beautiful moment that made my season <laughs> yeah that made it all worth it because yeah. i was you couldn't if someone planned that i'd be like it's so happy well you, you are you're a jets fan i'm a jets fan well that's great you're owning it that's like yeah fuck it we were the butt yeah. fumble team screw you but that you got it yeah it, it happened and that's my team yeah <laughs> there's something about being a jets fan I, is there I, I was angry yesterday and I, I yelled out loud to people i grew up a san francisco 49er fan i'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie i grew up celtics Niners, Yankees, and Devils. Those are my teams, right? Yeah. That's a mess. That I knew I was going to move to New York. I love Parcells. I always liked wherever Parcells went. Wait, who is the basketball team? Celtics, still. Okay. Love right. them. But now I like the Brooklyn Celtics, too. I'm Niners, like, Celtics, to Nets. Yankees, yeah. Devils. I sold out I'm the Niners. I'm noticing a pattern here, but sure. What, winners? Yeah. They weren't <laughs> all winners when I started watching them. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, that's bullshit. The Celtics didn't win for 25 <laughs> fucking years. Everyone's, oh, yeah. yo, you're basking in I'm the not titles. Gonna, yeah, I don't want to start this middle school. I wasn't there of, with yeah. Bill fucking Russell. I got stuck <laughs> with Lenny Bias's corpse, Reggie Lewis's corpse, and yeah. Kevin fucking Gamble. Yeah. Ooh, forget, you're winning all the time. Don't forget D. Brown. Our best player is Ed fucking Pickney. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> reaping it. The Yankees were so bad when I was a kid, too. Yeah. When your best player is Jesse Barfield, uh-huh. because Mattingly's back is broken, guess what? Uh, you're, up the, you're up the creek, baby. Yeah. Our pitchers were so bad, I gave them all nicknames. Some of them had nicknames. Who was that? Dave Rigetti? No, was that after Rigetti? Well, he left to go to Texas. Um, 
We had Andy Hardluck Hawkins. That was the nickname everyone gave him. What I, years I gave, are we talking about? This is here? like 88 Mid-80s? to 93. Yeah. We also had Tim Leavetown Leary. That's Leave our demo with this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Come on with us. Dave Loser LaPointe. These were our fucking pitchers. Was Al Leiter on the team then? Al Leiter was on for like half a season and then got traded. That was it? Just a half? Came back later. He wasn't there He came there back much. later. Yes, right. he came okay. back later. After the Mets. It. After the Mets. After and the Marlins. Mets. He yeah. pitched for every, I think he pitched for the Boston Braves. Like, that's how long he's been playing. <laughs> I think he might have played. I think he might have <laughs> yeah. played for one of Ted Williams' Washington actually, Senators. He was on the uh, like Decatur Steelers. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, sorry about that. What no, no, saying? I was just going to make ah. a joke. but ah. Ah. There's too many mistakes. We have to start over. I'm just like, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look at us. <laughs> Our last one, we did three times. We did do three, but that was more <laughs> feeling. That was more because the feeling that was not right. And yeah. the third yeah. one, we were like, all right, now we got it. <laughs> we hadn't done it in a while. RG, we recorded six episodes before the first one came out. Then I disappeared. I went on the road. I came back. We didn't record that week. We didn't. I don't think we recorded the week after. We were a little rusty. We didn't have a yeah. guest host, just the two of us. We're feeling pressure because now people, thank God, have been very nice about our podcast. Saying uh-huh. it's very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, you know, all seven. You know, you know what we call those first few? What's that, baby? Rehearsal. So mm. these are the real ones. Yeah. Well, then I don't know how fucking good we're doing. <laughs> that rehearsal yeah. right. three. The confidence is high. The confidence is high? On that one. Well, he's a con- well, he's only here he's only here twice out of seven episodes, so he can fucking take a lot of pride. Well, the last one I was on that, that was posted, I right? Thought... That aired. That hasn't aired yet. Oh, I, not aired it's yet? either okay. going to, well, we can Good thing talk. you're no. keeping up with our, uh, when we I release usually it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, Thanks, a, I'm a huge fan. Huge fan. <laughs> huge fan of the like, show. Yeah, I was just listening to that last one. I was like, <laughs> Guess what? We're not going to air, we're going to get someone else to do their second appearance so that they're the first one. Just right. to spite you now, you bastard. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Then, right. we, then we have to start this intro over again also. We might have to. I forget. Oh, we're talking about the Jets. All right, so we're going to bring one more point about being a Jets fan. Yeah. Then we're uh, going to set up our guest who has been on mic a little bit, and she's uh, right now got her hands like a chipmunk. You guys can't see that because it's a podcast and not I'm video. I'm so excited. I can tell. I can fucking tell, and we're excited to talk to you. It's going to be great. Um, There's character in being a Jets fan, especially if you grew up a Yankees fan, especially if you grew up seeing a few titles happen. Mm-hmm. That's right, with some of my teams. It happened. Um. It's the Jets are what the Red Sox were before mm-hmm. 04 and New York, the, and yeah. that's why this city loves them. I know the Giants have been winning, but you notice there's a shitload of Jets fans, and there's something about it. They're also the circus team of the city where they just care about, let's let's sign Tebow Headlines. and not do anything with him. Right. Can we get a mule to play quarterback? Can we get whatever? They will draft another quarterback next year if they think they – anything to keep like in the Gino. headlines. I like Gino. I like Gino, but I think he's – at best, like a Philip Rivers type. I'll take that. No, you won't, because you'll get this many titles out of him. I told my roommate that Philip Rivers, I yeah. think talent-wise, is as good as anyone in the league. But if you see his body language, he's always like yeah, you oh, need to be a, a leader, bitch. Yeah. Yes. You I, think Gino's like that? He's got that diva shit. They said uh, his body language is weird to me. He could grow up though. He's young. Yeah, I don't he's know young. about that growing he's young. up shit. He's young. You know, you know, do, I, some I, people I, don't. I think like a guy like Bridgewater. At Louisville, that guy wants to lead and win titles. I mean, uh, not for nothing. I think the real problem is the coach, not necessarily Gino. I think I think he's got to go. He's not. He doesn't want to coach here. Anymore. He's not a head coach. He's auditioning he's, to be the defensive coordinator. He's a defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. He basically wants to get fired by game eight. Yeah. And that by way, 
by game eight. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I think he said gay mate. I'm like, who's that guy? Well, gay mate, um, he is trying <laughs> to get the expansion team in London. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he can take over the Packers defensive coordinators. Because there'll be two or three squads that would fire a coordinator like that oh, yeah. and bring him in as defensive coordinators. Yeah, that's th- true. So they can have a run. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it's going to be. I think he's kind of sandbagging. I think this is kind of yeah. what the owner of the uh, Indians and in Major League wanted to have happen. Mm-hmm. We'll just just throw it, and then we can move the team. Yeah, let's get a draft pick out of it. Oh, fuck, I yeah. don't know. What, dra- what draft pick would we get out of it? As good as we could. As I mean, To trade him? Any pick is a good Any yeah. top any pick five pick, I'll They're take. not going to trade him. They're going to fire him, and then someone else is going to hire him, and it's going to be done. No, I'm saying tank this season. Oh, and get a pick. Yeah, but the best po- – here's the thing. See, this became a sports podcast all of a sudden, but it's okay. We can do it for a second. <laughs> Clowney looks is hurt and looks like he's sandbagging. He was going to be the number one pick. I don't know yeah. about him now. Teddy Bridgestone, uh, Bridgewater, I think is yeah, – let's get Bridgestone too. Isn't it like a tire? <laughs> let's get Bridgewater. But you already you just spent the second round pick on Geno fucking Smith, so it makes no sense. You know, are you not going to give him time? This is why we like the Jets, because no one's planning. We don't even <laughs> care about this season anymore. We're yeah. already like, oh, they're my the, God. They're, they're the NFL's first yes-end team. Just yeah. just going to, making it up as they go along. Right. They should be sponsored by UCB. Yeah. UCB sponsors the New York Jets. Yes-end. <laughs> yes team of the NFL. <laughs> oh, it's the best. So we have an interesting guest to the left of us here. I don't know why I give you the left. That is some radio-y shit. Because mm-hmm. no, no one's listening. No one's it like worked. to my dial. I didn't even question it. She's not even to my left, and I didn't question that. It's, it's, it's not your left. It's metaphysical left, maybe. It is metaphysical. All right, she is at 12 o'clock. That's valid. Mm-hmm. So 12 o'clock. That's For me. 12 o'clock. This is 9 o'clock. He's 12. All right. He's 6. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> I'm trying to make you stupid on my Three, podcast. Six. Get everyone out. <laughs> For anyone, Except RG dr- didn't say shit. When RG gave me shit about the winning, John could stay. <laughs> producer John Fadigan and Super Tramp AJ, he could stay, and I'll just talk to myself, which I had a lot of practice growing up <laughs> as a lonely child. Boo hoo 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 hoo. Okay, we have a guest. Um, her name is Rocket. We don't even need her to have anything interesting to say. The fact that her name is Rocket, that's fucking good right there. Well, thank you, my dog. Amen, baby girl. Um, she is from Russia. We're not going to do a hacky joke with from love. No, bullshit. Oh, thank you. We're not going to do that shit. We're above that shit, and we don't we don't prefer that Bond movie. We're if more, I had the five kopeikas. I don't know what you said right there. Well, but if I, I had the nickel. A nickel. Yeah. For every time every you said day, it. Yeah. I love it. Uh. We're going to be back with her. Um, she was in, if I get this right, we just so you know, we've never had a guest on mic before to set up her own segment. So this is going to be a first time. Um, you were in, for lack of a better word, a cult in Russia, death metal cult, correct? Yes, it was a um, death black metal band. Which is big that, out in Europe. That mm. I started. Basically, I named it and I put guys together. Then my visa to go to America came and I fucked out of the band and came here. And then you came there. And um, we had a following in my hometown and a little bit outside of it. And uh, these people um, attributed us with certain powers, I would say, that we we really didn't know we possessed. But well, that, all right. See, okay, this is our regular our first question. We have yeah. a tease going in the next uh, segment. Yeah, great way. I to... think we set it up good. And yeah. I would just keep this going all the way through. Yeah. 
But I have to pee. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I think I have to die of trees, as our good friend Chris <laughs> Stefano's dad says. That's true. Um, we will be back with Rocket. We will learn about these goddamn powers. This is Lust for Life. This is the podcast about the human goddamn condition. Boom. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, is that wrong to say? That you don't give a fuck about hair? On guys? No. But what about on girls? Yeah, she better fucking look nice. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, the trend of guys being bald and being loved by women has happened. Mm-hmm. And that's what it's about. I think Larry David started that. <laughs> I think it went before Larry. <laughs> I think uh, probably Tully Sabalas, Kojak. I'm not being a dick. I'm being true. And then Jordan took it to the next level. Jordan, yeah. I think yeah, Jordan and Larry David. <laughs> Jordan and Larry David, the Mount Rushmore of <laughs> sexy bald men. That's it. We are back um, on Lust for Life. We have our, our lovely guest who, the first time ever, snuck on before segment two. This is amazing. This is history. First two-time guest host. Oh, yeah, that's true. Two for two. First time days. a guest snuck before. A little tease. Give it up for Rocket, everybody. Now you get the proper intro. There you go. Thank uh, you. Thank you, gentlemen. Th- thank you, And Rocket. ladies who will subsequently listen to this mess. And men. What about men? Will they subsequently? I already <laughs> said gentlemen. Oh. And then I added ladies. Well, I thought you just meant to us three. Just like I do. I, s- I go gentlemen, and I added a lady, and then it's a party. And then it's a party. Okay. Doesn't seem like a good ratio to that party, but I'll take it. It's well, not for us. I, you better take it. For a girl, you that's You don't want to prob- piss her off. <laughs> huh? Yes, you don't want to leave her out. This, yes. I don't want to piss her off. I've done that too many times, unfortunately. So why... why <laughs> Why change it now? Now, all right. So, Rocket, you were in a death metal band, but it almost sounded like you were like the manager. You said it sounds like. Did you play in it? It almost sounds like you just put people together. I put the the main like the the main thing that I did for this band is I I got guys together. We have my songs there. We have the songs by um, that you wrote that I wrote. And uh, kind of hummed. When none of us had um, uh, formal musical, musical education, training, which is good for punk bands, mm-hmm. metal bands. Did you sing? No, you I, never sang. My my best high school friend uh, sang. Uh, she, we were like the weirdo twins in the school. That was the name. Well, was was, <laughs> was that, that like what you called yourself? Yeah. Weirdo twins. The weirdo the twins. Weirdo we twins. called ourselves that, but the the band was uh, uh, Zacharon, mm. and it was a demon. That when I studied a lot of demonology, I dreamt about Isacron, and uh, it was a very funny dream. Isacron was like a little clown thingy, and it was like, like awesome, just like really, really cool thing. What to, does Isacron represent? About. I think it represented comedy. Okay. And uh, the demon of comedy. The demon of comedy, like in, like. You, I don't know if you ever been in, at a cabin on a Thursday night. <laughs> There's a lot of demons of, of comedy there. It's. I think it's a very, um, like, very straightforward um, imagination trick that I that I have because, like, I equal comedy with philosophy, and the way like I got into comedy, someone told me I was a very li- little girl, and someone told me that like back in the day, there were like fabulous ladies that hung out in salons with gentlemen of like higher educated cast of society and at this point like 
they were very funny and they could fuck any of those guys and like they would just like they would pick and choose like who who to fuck sure and they were like a little bit older ladies like really very very quick witted very educated self-educated usually because like you couldn't do shit back in the time when you were a woman and where was this in russia it was uh, in France. France. Like, well, that does sound like some French shit. Yeah, it's just would. Versailles. You know, it's Versailles. You can't go fucking more decadent than Versailles. And it's, I was like, I'm, I'm going to grow up and be that woman. Like, I don't give a fuck what time it is. You really uh, aim for the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Well, look at me now, bitch. I mean, like, I, I just want to tell everybody, like, if you could look at me fucking now, you would shit yourself. I'm sitting with the funniest guys, cutest fucking guys in New York stand-up fucking business. She's, when she's right, she's right. <laughs> Jesus. None of us are I'm sliding off this chair. Go You're going to have to fucking pay liability in this shit. <laughs> I think I dripped on the cord over there. There is no liability to a girl. Well, this is just interesting. <laughs> I feel like this has become the Stern Show in 86. <laughs> uh, we're spread to, with the sound effects. Nothing I'm wrong to see, with classic, uh, eh? I'm beginning to see the powers now that this band right. has. This is terrific. Oh, the powers of the band, the powers of the podcast. Yeah. At one like point, gotta... against like my best yes. judgment, I lost a shirt. I lost it. A shirt. A shirt. On uh, stage? On stage. I was um, I was doing my, uh, I had a little keyboard, keyboard. keyboard thingy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in one song. In a death metal band. And it was a black metal song that we did. Okay. And it was like very, they stuck with this thing, by the way. Like after I left, they kept it very symphonic, very like acoustic, symphonic stuff. Like really emotionally charged. How, like, many, uh, how many members in the band? In the band, there are three right now. Um, one of them I fucked, and two of them I have not fucked. Our next question. <laughs> have not. She have not, but didn't use yet yet. So this is going to be interesting. This yeah. is this is a, like rem, uh, reminiscent high fidelity. That's I've right. I've not watched Evil Dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was the sex very demonic? Yes, yes, it was. And who was this? Who did you have sex with? Uh, is it a guitarist, a bassist, and a drummer? I'm not supposed to disclose You're not supposed that, to disclose it. Okay. okay. Now they you're were, being... Now, <laughs> now, she, now she's quiet. All of them <laughs> are married with children nowadays. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Okay. I just want to like, uh, I want to just tell one thing. Like, if you guys don't mind me. Um, Please. I, I've thought about it for, for a while. And I, like, sometimes I get depressed and I get, like, really sad about my life. But, you know, like, all of my childhood friends are dead. All of them. Everyone, every single one. And one went insane. And I just like, be grateful for what you guys have. You know, like every yes. day is, is just so special. And why would you be a fucking asshole? Like, mm -hmm. just, In life. Yeah, I mean, like everybody needs a, like a, a spiritual fart and you gotta like, you know, be an asshole. But like, imagine if everybody's dead at fucking like 23 years old. That's ridiculous. Like, what? I, I don't mean to pry here but what, if you don't mind me asking what did your friends pass on from like what was it drugs or was it drugs alcohol gang violence uh drunk driving drunk dr uh, riding motorcycles just all of that and was was this all a result of what was going on with the band and what was going on no absolutely not it was just across the board okay. it was it was across the board i wasn't close to any of them anymore when i found my band and i i found my weird twin sister mm -hmm. in high school that was all the people i cared about and i left them 
without any influence, I feel really bad about it because all of us made it mm. and made it really good in life. And, and they would just... Well, you shouldn't feel too bad because you made, you made your decisions, you know, I mean, f for the betterment of yourself. You know, it's not like yeah. you should feel responsible for what happened to them. You don't, you don't, you can't help it. Like Anton Chandler LaVey said, you know, like he still feels like he can't blame on himself the uh, Jane Mans Mansfield uh, death, mm -hmm. but he, he feels like maybe it wouldn't happen if he wasn't in her life. So you carry a little guilt with you? Is that what I you're... do. I'm Jewish. I can't help it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Do <laughs> we get a little background of your life? Exactly where you come from. Is Rocket your given name? Rocket is my nickname given to me by my grandfather. Okay. So, uh, uh, what what aspects would you like to know, Benjamin? Where do you come from in where, Russia? Where do I come from? Um, I come from, like, the wooded areas of... Um, See, I brought up wood earlier. Yeah. It was <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> yes, Good call, man. Come on, Bubba. I'm, I'm from the forests in, in Russia where, like, it was huge Quaker movement uh, before the Russian Orthodox Church took over. Russian Orthodox Church fucked my family so fucking hard and fast that like no fucking communist party ever fucked And it. how do they do that? What do you mean? They uh, b uh, basically like started getting rid of r true Christians because they couldn't sell anything to them. They didn't want shit. Hmm. How do they get rid of them? Put them in the barn and lit them on fire. Holy shit. The uh -huh. church was actually doing that Same. in Russia. Yeah, yes, absolutely. So, like, that's uh, the times when it's, like, really coming in strong between 14, 1600s. Okay. Okay, but what about uh, your the immediate. childhood? Yes. My childhood was very much, like, affected by that because um, we didn't get killed off. Like, we carried on the traditions. My mom was, like, super, like, raising me very against the ruling church. The Orthodox Church. The Russian Orthodox Church, the official... Uh, Nikon, the Protarch uh, system. Mm -hmm. So th after the perestroika, when I was like coming around as a person, I saw that um, like Russian Orthodox Church is coming in really, really strong. And my like my natural reaction to that was to to protest as much as possible and to dedicate, like, maybe, I'd, like, I was heading for um, a medical school or law school, and I, I dropped that so I could rehearse more and so I could be in the band and fucking play death metal so I can, like, stick a little bit of a of an enema up that fucking huge asshole that's full of shit. Mm -hmm. Now, let's get a time frame of this. Um, yeah. When was this? When were you going to high school? Um, it was, like, early 90s. Early 90s. Hmm. Yes. Okay, so... Okay. The country just changed. So you were born, can I ask, oh, when you, you were born when it was still the Soviet Union. You grew up in the Soviet Union. I was born and I was a baby in the Soviet in Union. In the Soviet Union. And, yeah. And then so things start crumbling. Things are changing. Yeah. But the Orthodox Church in the early 90s still strong. Did it get stronger after the fall of the Soviet Union? Incredibly strong. Stronger. Incredibly fast. Incredibly fast. They were growing like a fucking mushroom. It was just like sad to watch, and they had, they took advantage of people who basically like just wanted to chill out and figure out their lives, and like maybe you know maybe they didn't want that stuff. They they just took advantage of their emotional state and and got them under their wing. And in what ways though? Like just converting them more to the church, 
I mean, like, I don't understand. Brainwashing, just b- brainwashing. Like, absolutely, brainwashing. There, there is very little beneficial to the to the people uh, aspect to it. They did, they didn't fucking you know walk around feeding people and and giving them you know blankets and fucking good boots and stuff like that and no. fucking putting them to to work sp- uh, workforce. They weren't doing shit. They would go around and be like, if you don't fucking come to church on Sunday, you're going to burn for all eternity. And by the way, we heard you fucking Peter, so. Hmm. Well, and there's only one, like, that's the thing. We take for granted America, right? There's a million religions and all that. Um, The Orthodox is the main, main thing there, right? Yes. There really, is there, would you say there's no religious freedom in Russia or no? Yes, absolutely there is. Yes, there is religious freedom as long as it is. Islam or um, Judaism. That those two get freedom. They don't give a fuck about that. Everything else is weird. Get them out of your community. Fuck them. Fucking spit on them when you spit on them. Yeah. Like who gets spit on? A Fucking Mormon? Bo- Would a Mormon get spit on? Yes. A Mormon gets spit on. Yes. Scientologists. They get kicked. They get spit on. Kicked. They- Holy shit! Who kicks? Like any anyone walking down the street? If like. You were dressed, if you were an elder, it says Elder Johnson, LDS Church, um, that person would get, just get kicked? These are not the only people. Like, uh, if, you, if you're in drag, you get beaten to mm. death. Like, the, the police would just, like, stand right there what? and watch, watch it happen. Why, uh, why are they so accepting of Islam and Judaism in particular, though? Because they're easy to sell as well. Okay. They they respect each other as business partners. So there is a little as bit of capitalism partners. going on. Absolutely. Over there. Yeah. It's, they have respect. People are in cahoots with each other to mm-hmm. sort of sell things on each other's. Yeah. People. I I think basically like in the end of the day it's backed up by one bank mm-hmm. and one bank only. That sounds familiar, doesn't it, guys? <laughs> sounds like Godfather Three to me. That, that's what you're trying to say. <laughs> sounds like that dirty priest and Godfather Three with the bank scandal. Well, so you grew up early '90s siblings. No siblings, only child. Only child. You, you're close with your parents? Very, very close to my mom. And when did you start the music? When you start the music. Ah! Boy, if you covered um, that in death metal band, I'd be very <laughs> impressed. Oh, no, no, no. We, we got signed up for a musical festival. And they had a very strict format because they wanted like 12-year-olds to attend it and shit like that. So yes. we submitted the lyrics. They're like, you guys can't play anything. You can't. This is this is crazy. Like this is like zombies raping people and stuff like that. Well, if so they like, said that to twelve-year-olds, that'd be a very interesting <laughs> choice of words to children. Uh, yes, uh, but it was in English. I was like, they're like, oh, you don't know kids nowadays. They all speak English. I'm like, yeah, sure. But like, um, we're like, okay, so can we do a cover of Ace of Base? They're like, sure. Of Ace of Base. We did the cover of Ace of Base. That was early nineties. Um, yeah. I saw the sign. Mm. Yeah. The, and it was extremely appropriate because we had like a huge upside down pentagram like dropping from the back. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? You're 12 year old. You're 12 years old and you have a pentagram. Like you you guys are already kiss. You already have like props and shit <laughs> on stage. I, I took my shirt off and I breathed fire. And then I went crowd surfing uh, with my shirt off. And nobody grabbed me once. And I was like, God. Damn it! When am I gonna get me lasted, son of a bitch? <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm on that fuck. I'm in the middle of a fucking arena. What's a, what's a gal gotta a do? Fucking, what a gal. What's a twelve-year-old <laughs> girl have to do to get raped around here? What the hell? I'm like, come on. on. Jeez, do I have to dress like a boy to get kicked on down the street? Around? That's exactly what I did. You I were mean, twelve at like a talent contest. 
At a festival? It, it was a festival. It was a music festival. But I didn't think you were established as a it, band. We we were going to get our foot down, no matter what. Like, if we have to do S of bass, we'll do S of bass. If we bust the rhymes, name it. We're just going to fucking show what we got. But, okay, but that's already once you have a band. How did you, what made you start a band? Or hate, how did that hate, start? The hate. I was like a natural born hater. And when did you start playing any music or writing songs? When did that start in your life? Yeah, like 10, 9, 10. And your first instrument was keyboard? Piano? Piano. 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 And then, so you form with the weird, your weirdo sister, weirdo twin. My mm-hmm. weirdo twin. And it's just the two of you initially. You're playing piano. Mm. You no. already got backups. No, she wasn't. She wasn't into piano that much. She was like, uh, she was more of a singing person. She was singing. Yeah, but she was really, really shy, so we didn't. So uh, when you do the Ace of Base cover, that is the band now. The Weird Earl Sisters out, or is she still there? I am confused on that. What's that? All right. So when you play Ace of Base, take your shirt off, light it on fire, you do all kinds of. <laughs> Wendy O. Williams of the Plasmatics type shit at 12 years old with a pentagram. No, I wasn't 12. I was 14. Oh, you're 14. Sh- uh, forgive <laughs> me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take it easy, mad dog. So I already point- got mad skills by then. <laughs> oh, all right. We can get to that. Um, <laughs> so what is that band? Is that the band now? Was is that it, the beginning? Zacharon? Yeah. That was Zacharon. Zacharon. So Zacharon, lead guitarist, yes. is married to my high school crazy sister. Outstanding. Ah. We went and shaved our heads, and uh, we were wearing like combat boots, and that's how we went into high school, and like crop leather jackets, and tight ass jeans, and that's we we went everywhere like that. We every went day. To, like, every day. Mm. We went to school like that. We went to art galleries like that. We went to fucking banquets like that, and all the shit. And like everybody's like, who the fuck are these motherfuckers? Like, it was it was crazy. We were on a bus one day. This lady was like crying. She's like, "How can you do this? We're like, what? What's happening?" And she's like, just like pointing at us and crying. She's like, "You guys are skinheads. How could you do that? So many Jews died. Mm. You son of a bitch." I'm like, "Oh no!" Like she's like a sweet, you know, old lady. And she has I'm no like, idea no, that no, you're no. Jewish. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm Jewish. Like Bobishka, don't don't cry, please. She's like, "Oh no." You had to explain what like punk was. Like right. you had to explain we like were, what being a rebel was. We like. were fucking. We looked like two d- little gay dudes. We got gay bashed everywhere we went. Everywhere we went. Oh, because you look it's, like boys don't cry. Mm, so right. what, what? What would pe- people would say stuff or would they do stuff oh to you? Oh my god! What would it, happen? It never stopped. Like my mom has no idea the life I lived. Like she has no idea the the amount of violence that was directed towards me, and other metal kids so and other goth kids. They didn't throw at you. They would come up to you and fucking clock you with. So the, you, with you, a, you've been smashed with something. With a, you've been smashed. No, a few I'm times. smarter than that. I have fucking eyes everywhere. I'm a fucking Krav Maga bitch. But like, <laughs> uh, Krav Maga up in this shit. <laughs> I think it's another first. First guest to new Krav Maga. <laughs> we did not get Bruce Wayne yet. All I'm saying is, don't try it. Or an okay? Israeli Don't try it with me. You will lose. I will win. Don't try it. Wow. Ah, wow. Confidence yes. also. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's it's a it band was, chick. That's like you know, yeah, it's a, a metal roll, chick. You're a rock yeah. and roll name chick. Rocket. Yes, she could whip your ass. Yeah, I'm seeing the rock and roll right now. Thank yeah. you guys. So we uh, one day I got approached by this um, wonderful young people. Turns out um, they were looking for guidance in life, and they approached me at a Meller Market. 
The metal market would happen every Saturday. A metal market? Metal market. How, how old are you here, by the way? Are you still 14 uh, or no? Da, 14. Okay. We just played. Mm-hmm. And, like, the rumor about us just went all over town. Off one They're gig? Like, off one gig. They were like, they breathe fire. They fucking put audience in trance. This one guy fucking threw up foam. They're going to kill this hippie guy. Whoa. Wait a minute. You were going to kill a hippie guy on stage? Yeah, it was total rumors. It was just not, oh. not like total crazy shit that ha- people ha- talked about. Yeah, people just came up with this stuff? Mm-hmm. Or did they? Did somebody plant seeds for people to start discussing this? Guy this guy locked himself in an apartment. And they, they, he had a big space between the door and the thingy. And they slided sandwiches to him because he wouldn't come out because mm-hmm. he thought we we're going to kill him. Oh, my God. Why did he think that? Just because people were talking because about people it? Because people said that to him. Because Krav Maga, bitch. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so so did, you, did you have to, like, go to his apartment and, like, talk him down? Like, look, we're not no, going to kill you. No, he, he finally came to his senses and he came to Metal Market and he got in my face. So he and, wanted to start. He wanted to start with you. Yeah. I was just stunned. I was like, "Uh, can I help you? Yeah. Who the fuck are you, dude? Like, he was like a dweeby dude with a ponytail, and he was like so upset. And and how old was he? He was a little bit older, like maybe sixteen, seventeen. Oh, he's picking on a fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, but like if I'm batshit crazy, like he has every ground to be. You yeah. Know? So like, all right. <laughs> How'd you get into the the demonology side of this? Where did that come from? Just like, and do you want to tell us a little bit of exactly what that is? Absolutely. It's it began like really really long time ago when I was a little baby, and I was um, a very very strange baby. No. And um, my grandma like told me all this stuff that like you live your life by certain rules. There are spirits out there that control energy. And when energy is controlled correctly, you can benefit your life. You can benefit the lives of your families. And you become sort of like a shamanistic person, but you don't have to wear some babushka that doesn't fit your head. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's all good. So like also, to me... It's even like I understand how my grand grandparents felt about the church taking over, but they took over a little bit too. They were like pagan religion before they came to Russia, you know, before Christianity came to Russia. Your family and was pagan. Everybody's family was Everyone's pagan. Everyone's family was pagan. Well, except except my dad's family because they come straight from fucking Iran and Iranian Jews. Like we're mm-hmm. fucking brown as fuck. So <laughs> like. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's funny. Go. Yeah, no, I. That sounds like some a documentary that's eventually going to come out. Fuck. We are brown as fuck. <laughs> the plight of the Iranian Jews. <laughs> Netflix, yeah. look for it. Look for it. So, like Leonie Finstein, he was he was like a, one of the brownest people in my town for sure. Like, so your mom's pagan. My mom is no. She she would be like um, she believes in aliens and stuff. She's a really fun lady. Sounds like she's it. she's very educated. She's Clearly. very witty, very creative, and she like she doesn't bother herself with like a lot of bullshit. Parents still together? No, no, my parents are not together, okay. unfortunately. Fortunately. Fortunately. Yeah. Fortunately. Because they fought a lot when you were a child. You saw a lot of fighting. I saw a lot of fighting, and I figured this out. I was like, okay, so what are the things that silence the damn voices inside my head? And I came up with two things: explosions. 
and automatic weapon rounds. What voices inside your head? My my parents fucking arguing. Uh, that was the voices in your head, outside yeah. your head. But, yeah. yeah. So explosions and the sound of automatic weapons yeah, were sort I of like how I got really into it. Like yeah. before before I even like started middle school, I was like I had a gang of guys that we would like run explosives. And hey, wait, 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 you had. A bunch of guys that you hung out with, and that you guys seven, at a young eight age years old had explosives. Yep, seven, eight like years fire, old. Like happened. fireworks or like grenades? grenades? N- not grenades Dynamite? per se, but like small bombs. Yeah, just like you made them yourself, or you we obtained made them. them? Holy yeah. shit! How'd you make Molotov them? Molotov cocktail um, style. They were like um, there is a compound that you get from a chemical. Um, it's a chemical leftover sort of. Every uh, seven-year-old knows this. <laughs> <laughs> and my. <laughs> yeah, RG, you're too busy going to those schools in Staten Island that didn't. I didn't know about that. <laughs> that did not uh, give you uh, the anarchist what? cookbook <laughs> as part of your curriculum. <laughs> Picture books you for fucking kids. Prude. Well, I'm, I'm eating bologna sandwiches. <laughs> She's making bombs. This is insane. She's from Ro- the Soviet Union. They were reading the goddamn right. anarchist cookbook. Well, that's why I'm for dummies. I want to know how she obtained the skill. <laughs> So you guys, like, you, they had those goddamn Ukrainians they had to fight off every day. <laughs> it's so cool, you guys. Like, you wanted to hear my story, and here I am telling this it. Is the like, best. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, thank you. So, you are now, ex- ex- you're now a exploding things at seven years old so, with a gang. Right. So, you're, you're so se- just so we set it up. You're seven years old. Your parents are fighting a lot. You start this gang and start blowing shit up. Yes. So, like, we got a lot of wow. respect from older guys and girls. They were like, "All right, like Rocket, you're doing all right, you know you." And that's not where the nickname make... comes from, Rocket. Uh no, no, my grandpa named me that. Uh-huh. So. Do you want to Grab- say your real name, or you don't want people to know? Uh, I don't care. It's right under my Twitter account. It's Katrina Legina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very pretty name. Yeah. Very pretty. Thank you. But Rocket, great name. Thank you so yeah. much. Also, thank you, a thank great you. song <laughs> by the Pumpkins and Def Leppard. There you go. I don't know if you guys know that. That's right. I like Def Leppard and Herbie Hancock. That's rock it. How oh, would you spell your rocket? Are you R O C K E T? Yes, sir. Rocket, rock it is the other one. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, maybe you have, uh, man, you maybe you should name your daughter Rocket, if you have a daughter. If I have a daughter, maybe that, you should adopt would, someone. We're gonna have to see how that podcast goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll bring her in when she's eighteen, and she probably at that point has, has created her own bazooka. See. Okay. I. This was I took us down this island. My bad. We're going back to where it is. I went. I, I just went wanted for th- to ask you guys. Like, you, do you guys believe in manipulation of energy yourselves? Um, s- most certainly, yes. Like manipulation of energy. That's another way of saying mind manipulation and brainwashing. Correct. In a way, you're manipulating energy. The brain is energy. I mean, people feel energy around you. I think when you're brainwashing someone, it isn't purely just the words you say. I think some of the motions. Uh, body language I think that manipulates it I think that would fall under energy am I correct mm. yes but like to to go out of your way basically and like make an ass out of yourself like with your friends would you go as far as to try to manipulate energy or not I don't know what that even means a ritual a ritual, ritual. Mm. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is leading up to... You're saying in a supernatural sense of energy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to say no. What about I you I probably guys? wouldn't. Are you, have you done if, that or had it done to you? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. 
Oh, oh, she's giddy, giddy about it. She's yeah. giddy. What if you were a 13-year-old boy and you knew 85 to 90 fucking 2% that if you participate in that, you're going to see boobies? Then probably. Yes. yes. But I uh, wouldn't be doing it for the energy. I'd be doing it for the, <laughs> do it for the boobies. Why <laughs> the fuck not? The boobies is energy. I agree. Yes. Okay, so that's <laughs> a new shirt for Urban Outfitters. I agree. Well. First of all, right, that's our energy. Let's copyright that. Okay. You better. <laughs> but that's, them out this week. that's not supernatural okay. energy. That's supernatural like, is the dead, isn't it? it not if you want it to be. No, my point is you're you're going you off titties? like testosterone energy is what you're playing on. And I believe in testosterone. I don't believe in demons. Okay. So you're using that energy, though, to get people to come to your band. That is now blowing up, and there's legends being spread throughout Russia in the <laughs> woodland places, right? Is that what you're trying to say? People now are hearing all this. They're going to see titties. You eventually move past Ace of Base covers, and now you're tackling the Orthodox Church and the government at this point, correct? Correct. That's how it is. Okay, so now let's fast forward a little bit. Let's get you about 18. You're in the band. What are you, where are you playing? How often are you playing? I dropped out of the band when I was 17. When you're 17. Now, why did you drop out of the band? Because I went to, um, I went away to college. You went away to college. Mm-hmm. Now, and but, then my visa came to come to America. And then I had you went to, to America. Now, uh, when Otherwise, you, I'm sorry. Sure. Otherwise, I would come back to the band. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going to ask, when you went away to college, did your reputation sort of follow you there? Uh, no, it was an entirely different world for me. It was an entirely different pe- set of people. And it was like I went for visual art. And that was like musical scene mm-hmm. of the of the state. So we, we, I crossed them over eventually. But So you had, so you had sort of left this entire sort of following of the band behind you. Yes. Yes and no. Because like uh, my um, rhythm guitarist was uh, my lover. Mm-hmm. And um, he, we, he and I met when I was uh, 14 years old. He was 23. Whoa. And, <laughs> oh he, <my> God. <laughs> and he became my lover immediately, but he wouldn't con- consummate his love with me till I was 17. So I had to dry hump A him. A gentleman. <laughs> you had to dry hump him. And a Navy hump. officer. And uh, he... Which? Um, no. Oh, he was a Navy officer? He was a Navy, he was a Navy uh, dude. He wasn't an officer. He was a sailor. Mm. But he he um, he got that out. That was when you met him or at? He, he got out like probably five months prior to our meeting. Wow. And he was, um, he was serving on the Black Sea. And uh, all the stuff like started happening. The Chechnya shit and yeah. everybody got drafted and... He wouldn't get drafted because he already served. So um, he was he was a great artist. That dude could draw. And so like he tells me like when I was nine years old, a huge like black clothed over like figure came and sat on my bed and I was awake and I was like, who is this? And I knew there was somebody there and they're like, what do you want to do? He was like, I want to draw like the comic books from the West. They're like, okay. And then he fell back asleep and he woke up, got a piece of paper, 
got a pencil and like went to town with that shit. Like he's so fucking dope. This guy draws. You guys like, you guys would come. I came. <laughs> Everybody came. <laughs> he's so good. I do come from drawings. That's why I can't read Spider-Man 300 anymore. <laughs> I open that up. McFarlane's art, just I just pop. And then because it's McFarlane who draw, I question my sexuality. It's crazy. So did, and that I inspired- don't question my sexuality anymore. I know she's a slut. But that's, that's all. Did you just refer to yourself in the third person? I know she is a slut. My sexuality is. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't question it. I used to question it like, what the fuck, sexuality? Why do I have to rub myself on furniture? Well, that is, I mean, that is a question to ask. Questions, yeah. That is, uh, if you're going to ask see. a question out loud, yeah. why do I rub myself in public on yeah. furniture? Let her, let her raise the eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Grandma's, she's just trying to feed me on Sunday. Yeah. Um, all right, so this dude, what, inspired you then to go into your art? So you leave. I want mm, to, mm, no, okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, I already met him as a, as a celeb sort of deal. Like, another dude was like, dude, you're so fucking, like, crazy and, Everybody knows you're crazy. Why don't you meet my friend? I'm like, all right. I came and he, like, I got out of school early. I got a pass and I fucking bailed. And I, I came to his, he was a construction site electrician. And he <laughs> was working there. He was fucking drunk as fuck. While, was, while working. It was the end of the day. And he just like took fucking like five shots of vodka back to back. And he's like, um, he's, Man, like, don't he's yeah. like, I'm closing up. I'm going to go home now. I'm like, okay, well, I, w- I just wanted to meet you. He's like, yeah. And he's like, fell on the floor. So I had to drag him home. <laughs> you dragged him to your home? And that's how we met. No, he's home. Yeah, I, I don't pointed, think a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old yeah. girl should he, be dragging a grown was, electrician <laughs> home. He was, right. he, was like a, he was like a rail because he was like Norwegian uh, and uh, Ukrainian dude. And he was like a rail ginger dude yes just like a very really really skinny hmm. and i i just dragged them all the way on the, that's on easy the to drag not a lot sure. of weight <laughs> like bone just like if he was african-american bones. like dude like like an athletic dude i i would be sitting there still with him <laughs> she wouldn't be able to move him she, but still look right. at you years later still She'd trying still to move him there. i like that <laughs> let's focus on this though so you leave the band to go to art school mm-hmm. now the government's already trying to fuck with your band before that when you're like 16 you're a teenager in a band yes. and so, th- because like, of the powers this, that you have yeah, all this stuff starts happening um and it's been published in the media and it's been it's been on the news think about that it was um the uh Euronymous case and the what case the Euronymous case. Could you explain was, that real quick yeah, for the? Absolutely, it's a, um, the killings of um, uh, the guy named Euronymous um, by a guy named uh, Varg Vikernes, aka Count Grishnak. Hmm. And the Count Grishnak guy is a total fucking Nazi douchebag. I fucking hate him. I hate him so fucking much. What did he do? I fucking hate. If he ever fucking crosses my path, this bitch better fucking believe there is Satan. He fucking <laughs> better believe because I'm going to have to have fucking taken around with him in fucking hell. I'm going to fucking insert melted lead fucking rods in his anus and Ooh. fucking watch him fucking sizzle. It's a lot of anger. Hey, what, what did he do? I mean, you say he's a Nazi. <laughs> he went. He, he went. He claimed. You need, to, you need to take a cold shower, Archie. I think I do. Oh my God, that was amazing. He went and burned Fantoft Stavkirke to the ground in Bergen, Norway. 
he fucking set that bitch on fire and lit the match. Uh, I mean, set, who did he set on fire? Sprinkled it with gasoline and lit the match. Who, who, who or what? There, there was a um, like um, awesome, like a like completely like so cute church. Okay. In Bergen, Norway, and um, uh, he claims he went and it was one of the churches that he burned. It so happens to be my favorite architectural piece yes. in all of the world like that's like i love I, that church i feel like this is like this was like worldwide news almost right like th this absolutely was a huge story. it was a huge story yeah. he he went and um stabbed uh he went to the residence of uh, the guy from mayhem um his name is euronymous he lives like outside of uh oslo mm -hmm. he goes to his apartment and he goes, I tried to reconcile with him and be friends again because they were like talking a lot of shit about each other. And Mayhem is uh, the band Mayhem. Yeah. yeah the, yes. the, actually, correction. Mayhem did not talk enough shit about uh, him because like they were uh, totally ignoring him. Yes. He was talking shit about them and they were like, who the fuck is this guy? And that drove him mad. He was really like upset about it. Like people who knew him personally yes. said he talked about it all the time. And he was like, what the fuck? Like this guy's acting like I'm not fucking there saying this shit. What's up with that? They're like, they don't care about you. Like, get it. Get over it. Like yeah, his ego was, was wounded. It was. I think that's what it was. And um, it brought him to kill the guy. You're from Mayhem. Killed him. Killed him. Went to his residence. Lit they on got fire. into altercation no he stabbed him he um shot his uh, uh bless you he shot him with a shotgun and uh and stabbed him and um all the stuff and um microwaved a little bit of his brain oh and ate it Oh my God! What is he, Patrick Bateman? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wait, and he and and I don't mean to jump ahead here, but he he is out of jail now, right? Euronymous. Euronymous was supposed to be out of jail, and oh, okay. uh, he did something, and they continued his sentence. Oh, he's back. Okay, he's still there. He's still there. He, right. right before he was about to be released, he mm -hmm. does something stupid. And oh, okay. They kept him there, and thank God. I really he should don't, not be on the street. I yeah. don't think he should be on the streets of Norway at all, or any country for that matter. No. Like, he fucking, like, he fucked up. Yeah. He fucked up huge in my so. eyes. And, like, <laughs> doesn't matter how how good his music is. Sure. So that yeah. it, that issue happens, and then how does that affect your band? It affects my band in, in following ways. I feel like I'm on fucking intervention. Oh, no, no. We, your we, addiction. We, no, no, we just want to get to the whole story. I don't want to yeah. ever lose track. It's, it's very easy yeah. for us, too, so sometimes I have to. I hope you don't feel like... I, I no, usually no, do no, interview no, guests no, with, like, a, a cop's right. flashlight <laughs> in front of people. Where were you August 3rd? I just, I just feel like I'm ovulating here with you guys. It's like so Well, awesome. we the will fascinating. all be in sync. But fascinating yeah, yeah. story, yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, we just want to hear more. So um, the, 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 guy, the guy, the electrician guy, uh, he's uh, on, a, on, a, uh, on his Ukrainian side. One of his uncles is a high-rank official of the KGB. And uh, he goes, like, sort of like um equivalent of, uh, of Thanksgiving get together okay. they m sitting at the same table and his uncle goes oh by the way haha 
you guys are under the mic- microscope now. Are you still in that band? And they're like, you're not gonna chop your hair off or whatever. Like his his hair like was so long; it would cover his waist already. It was like really, really long, beautiful <laughs> hair. And um, like he was like, what? What do you mean? He's like, oh, we got the memo from Kroner from Norway, and they saying like, get everybody who paints their fucking faces and perform in dinky bars and fucking hang out at the fucking metal markets and hang out at each other's apartments and fucking... So witch hunt. Witch hunt. Like, totally keep an eye on them. Fucking strip them down. Do whatever you need to do or they're going to start burning their buildings and and fucking killing people. They are going to start burning the buildings that you guys are hanging in, like band rehearsals and that? Is that what they're saying? Oh, no, they're yes. saying you're going to go burn yes. buildings. They they were going to, uh, like, already, like, put it on us, like, we're doing it, and nobody's doing it. Sounds oddly reminiscent of what the church was doing. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Flushing people out. Wow. So now, right, so you're getting talked about it in your teenage years in this band. Now you have the government coming after, after you. you. You're a teenager, you're, and every you're the day government. I would, lo- I would leave the apartment, and I would be just like, I need everything I can get. Like, I'm a total atheist, and I got this, like, OCD thing in my head, and I'm like, oh, fuck it. This is the survival instinct. Like, I do a little lit- ritual, and only then I leave home because I don't know if I'm going to come back tonight and see my mom. You seriously mm. felt like the KGB or some authority N- was no, going to rub you out? people on the street would totally, like, get rid of me. The, the KGB could um, give you know, the directions to all of the police of the area. And they would be like asking the police if they saw kids like that. And they would be like, yes. They would be like, all right, stop them, frisk them. Okay. If they have anything on them, fucking arrest them, fuck them in the ass with a light bulb and fucking send them on their merry way. Because if they burn churches, we're going to get fucking reprimanded. Now, when you say so, fuck them in the ass with the light bulb real quick, that is um, <laughs> figurative and not literal, correct? Well, that's what literally happened to people. But People it, were getting sodomized with sodomized. light bulbs you get sodomized by the authorities in, in, in Russia, Russia. You get fucking sodomized here, too, in every country. You get fucking shit stuck in your ass if you get arrested sometimes, and your asshole is just in- incredibly gorgeous. Well, I think that comes happens. later. I think you it comes know? in prison. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's and not that's called loneliness. It, that's not the stop and frisk we <laughs> um, had here. Yeah, not the stop I mean, when it when it when it's consensually happening, I can only cheer and rub one out to that. Yes, I cheer. <laughs> oh, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so, so I okay, so I have a question. Please, what, what, when they were trying to sort of flush you out, and they were, and and you were a little paranoid about everybody coming to get you. Did I you, wasn't a little paranoid. I you, was attacked every day. The um, so like, the <laughs> the guy, the uncle goes, listen, I can't stop them tap from tapping yours and your fucking little girlfriend's phones, but just do me a favor and don't say anything stupid when you're talking to her. Mm-hmm. And my lover goes, well, she's fucking underage, and we have a have pretty serious fucking heated conversations on the phone oh my because goodness. we're not having sex yeah. and we fucking this is all we got this is how like we uh, what there's a fucking you know surgeon Evanov fucking sitting right and this out too much to my fucking conversation like right. what is going on he's like i can't stop it because they're gonna be like oh this is the same last name and you corrupted bitch whatever so like um he didn't want to get reprimanded at work 
and he he said he couldn't ban the 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 list the, the phone tapping for him and me. So like my mom would um, would try to make calls, and uh, she had her phone tapped before because she was a major hippie. Because you and uh, yeah, uh, so they, they like they tapped her, and she knows how to how to expose that i mean yes. how to recognize that there's like a certain sound that a phone phone line makes like a tap like a click like a click it starts yeah. clicking and beeping my goodness look at this shit so that's what? happening yes go on i was gonna say and like can... that's an insane like adolescence i mean for most of us we were just smoking pot in parking lots <laughs> you had the government after you <laughs> we were uh, just uh, as paranoid but yours was real. exactly it's a whole <laughs> different sort of i was trying to save four dollars so i could buy the new guitar world so i could learn the chords to fucking were you were you in still, utero uh, songs were you still wearing like the tattered leather jacket were you like trying to dress down by then at least like so that you wouldn't get spotted on the street and were you you know I'm betting no. I bet she goes the opposite and is like, come on, motherfucker. Yeah. And is dressing like uh, Mike Patton me, and Faith No More. Yeah. I went, come at me, bro. Were you taking route. your shirt off and setting I, it on fire and being like, come at me, bro? I, well, I went to uh, high school in hijab every day uh, of my high school two consecutive years. So that was 15, 16, probably like give or take months. And um, my mom got called to the principal's office every week. And they're like, your, your daughter is wearing her hijab, uh, uh, inverted cross, and an upside-down pentagram with a, you know, billowing black cape yeah. to school. A black cape to school? Yeah, and because Gangsta. fuck them. Because yeah. fuck them. And like, I, I look like a jahid. Mm. I look like I'm going to blow shit up, like now-ish. And I'm a fucking Jew. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, now you don't. Messy. No, I never wanted to blow anything. No, no, no. Out. You don't look like that now. Oh, uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you're wearing way too many flowers on your shirt for way us to many. think you're gonna blow shit up. But that would be the way to I deceive know, people we now. Take nah. those flowers off. There's too many. Oh yeah, there's too many. Take them off and light it on fire. So, um, oh, go on. But I, I yes. Yeah. So like, um, this is. The greatest interview we've ever done. <laughs> it really is. I've uh, never enjoyed myself. And just so you know, bladder is on fire again. I'm <laughs> holding it to fuck in. I'm holding it to fuck in. But we might call it. I don't know. All right. Well, I'm yeah, going to move it. hold it in until I tell you to release. I guarantee you you're go. the type of girl. Got super tramped to break up in the booth. Um, This is insane. This is- so <laughs> we need to get to this because we do eventually have to wrap up. Um, You now have power. You feel this power. You are... This is everything we dreamed of growing up, being punks, metal kids, <laughs> Pretty much. whatever. Yeah. Fuck the government. I yeah. don't even know why we're feeling it. She's actually getting stalked by the government, pissing them off Nuts. as a teen. Yeah. I Changing used to lives. go to where they, they would have the recruits that are going to slaughter, basically, in Chechnya. Mm-hmm. They had them lined up, uh, still in their like, in, in the civil clothes, on the, on the platform. And I would be on the opposite platform. And I was like, guys, do your best to get the fuck out of there. I miss you guys. Go go be safe. Don't yes. be freaked out. Be like be safe. And I would flush in my titties and flush in my ass and titties like, give hope. And, yeah. and That's and also like, a shirt we're making. Titties yeah. give hope. They manipulate energy. And then like the police would chase us off the platform. That's well. You bring up this. You're giving um, goodwill to people, trying to keep their spirits. I'm trying up. to keep their spirits. Now this this is one of the reasons I brought you up here. Um, I want you to talk about this. So you now have power in this band, and you use it for good. You yes. brought up gangs in that in Russia, which no one thinks there's street gangs in Russia. Yeah, but there yeah. are. And Absolutely. you now you start getting people out of gangs. How? 
Um, they were following uh, my sort of, um, uh, they were following my rumors. The rumors of the band. The rumors of me, rather. Rather. And what are more specific of these now, at this point? Um, they heard that I can manipulate reality in sort of ways that like could benefit like them. Show, like showing your titties. <laughs> like showing my titties or whatever. <laughs> uh, like showing my BS cock. And, um, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. We don't skip over <laughs> that. Would you say your big ass cock? 12 inches in operational, baby. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Wish, well, it's been a good thing. episode. <laughs> That's where I draw the fucking line, everybody. Okay. Got you thinking, though. Yo. But, um, <laughs> and I'm never going to think again. <laughs> so you know. Um, that, that, that was a funny story. David Vincent of Morbid Angel um, proclaimed that like being bisexual is absolutely okay for a Satanist. And I kicked the door and I was like, Mother, I'm a bisexual. She's like, learn how to take care of a fucking woman first and then kick my goddamn door and get the <laughs> fuck out of my room. So she was saying take care of a woman like sexually? But, like everything, like yeah. financially, sexually. Her mom was calling her out. He's like, you ain't no bisexual. Yeah. Ain't no learn how to fucking treat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when you learn how get to Get a woman first a woman. and I'll see you later <laughs> now leave i want to listen to more mamas and papas records <laughs> um so like the the, the it, it boiled down to the the gr- like the groundwork basically the footwork of soldiers of satan so this guy is approaching me one is a cancer kid from from the age seven uh to age like 12 he's been like violently operated on and going through chemical therapy He's the cutest little kid. Yes. He's very dweeby, but like sexy as fuck. And um, he um, he has two best friends. they approximately the same age. The girl is the oldest. She's 14 years old. The cancer kid is, um, he's not going to be pissed off if he hears it. He, he calls himself a cancer kid, so okay. that's cool. Um, he, and then uh, there is a dude in the middle. He's the cousin of the girl. He's 13. And uh, they approach me and they're like, listen, we're getting, we're getting basically like, first it was like my ass kissing for like a couple hours. I was like, you guys stop it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like what, what you heard? I mean, like, I don't fucking go around like murdering people over here just by yeah. looking at them. Like I'm not fucking Darth Vader, you know? <laughs> they're like, dude, like we're in a situation where it's like totally crazy. Like we, we like metal. We went to like we ha- we were in a gang. They weren't in mo- like in the most dangerous gang. Where I lived was one of the most dangerous. Dangerous, gang. like second dangerous. Mugging in, people, in all of the robbing, yeah. raping, raping, raping girls, um, robbing, um, and like doing everything like that. Just evil shit. And no, these guys are involved they, in a lesser, not, extreme gang. Yeah, they control all like your entire lifestyle. And then, how do you get them out of it? Um, I told them to uh, go ahead and stand up for themselves, and that tell the the gang guys that I have their back. And and what aspect do you have the the back? If they tell their boss that they want to break free, and then the boss says no, you can't leave, that you would come and protect them. Yes. So you would now face off with a gang leader. Yes. Kramagra, which when did you learn Kramagra? Uh, I was hoping that it wouldn't boil down to that, but I 
well, every Jew kind of needs to l- learn Krav Maga because that's like we're not the biggest people on the planet, so we need to protect ourselves uh, efficiently and correctly. Well, in Israel, mm-hmm. that's what you get taught yeah. in the army. Yes. But, uh, you know, I it's, don't... it's an official Jewish martial art. Wow. And when did you learn it? I started learning when I just, you know, first started like messing around with guys. And Which was one. We might as well yeah, get that out right. of the way, too. Uh, four, five years old. Wait a minute. No. You started messing around with guys at four or five years old? Yeah, my dad would, like, put me against them, like, like oh, pit like bulls. fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, not, not sexually. Uh, no. Fighting. Uh, fighting. What Krav the Maga. fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I got so confused. Krav Maga. Krav And that's, that's when it came from. Like, my dad would... <laughs> And his friends would like bet five bucks, so ten worried. bucks. And then I hear dad. Just so you know, I listened Fighting. to a podcast last right. night. I yeah. listened to, I cherry pick the uh, independent pro wrestler Cole Cabana's podcast. It's very insightful because I feel the plight of the independent pro wrestler is the same as a comic before they blow up. <laughs> and he had one of my favorites when I was younger from ECW, New Jack. You mm-hmm. guys remember him? He, just, he would just hit you with like flaming guitars. <laughs> not, not a sense of rest. He admitted to getting laid when he was like six. Yeah. No. So now I hear. I mean, this is within twelve hours yeah. of me hearing that podcast. Because yeah. the way she I phrased wish. it was messing yes. around right. with boys. I wish this I would <laughs> see a handsome guy on the street and I would like dash towards him. I would like drop my mother's hand, and like run towards him and jump on him and be like, "I'm yours. Take me." And then mom. They had to would, like what? peel me off of the guy. Get like, the hose out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, but your dad would set you up to fight. Other, yeah. So it's a different that, type of That's how fight. I learned. Huh? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's different type of what? It's a bad joke. But you would fight these <laughs> oh, guys and like on. people would you put money down? You guys and bad jokes shouldn't be in the same situation. Hey. 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 <laughs> yes, I've never said anything that didn't work ever. I've said like nine bombs. <laughs> on, on this. So you learned to fight early. Yeah. Now you're ready. So you tell these guys that, these two dudes, and what happens then? Uh, they go back to the to the leaders of the gang and they were like, Listen, she's pretty much like on a li- on a hit list with KGB. She's got nothing to lose, and we're her friends now. So she's she sticks by her friends. Like you guys, like we like fucking we we're like Switzerland right now. <laughs> it's out, the situation's out of our hands. Hmm. She will come after you if you guys keep like making us be in the gang. So like we don't. Invite. And they got let out. We, yeah. Jesus Christ, she would have been over here in the 80s. Yeah. Giuliani wouldn't have had to work so hard. <laughs> yeah. We would have got everyone out of the fucking Gambinos. Holy shit. Send you to the it, Middle East right now. And but it, guys, it really, I don't want to get involved. <laughs> Who would have thought she's the black hand? <laughs> it, it was so funny to me because, like... like her own Delta Force. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, Delta Force. It was so funny because it, because it worked for, for very... Very particular reasons. There's no magic, unfortunately, behind that. As I found out about goddamn 3D animation. Fuck it. Uh, but uh, there's a cold, cold computer program. <laughs> and uh, 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 this guy, all right, this guy just grew up Russian. He grew up fucking hearing, hey, you know, if you say something bad, knock on wood. If you fucking take in a test, don't wear anything new. Don't wash your hair. Put a quarter on your shoe. Fucking, you know, if you leave early and forget something and come back, you know, show yourself a tongue in the mirror. Go like this. Go like a fucking asshole. You know, it's like it's the society is so ridden with superstition. Yes. That it's 
actually, I, I was blown away by it, just like you guys are. And it's like, it's possible to scare a huge fucking meathead with a prospect of a hex. Yeah. So, like, it, this shit worked. And I was thrilled. I was thrilled to have new friends. I was thrilled to have, like, difference in their lives. I started, like, I started giving them, like, rigid homework. You gave them homework. Yeah, they had that to, detail. It was before www fucking web, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to go to the library, ask fucking for certain books, like write, you know, reports. notes, yeah. but not really reports, but like write little notes and show me what they're reading, or like read something that I'm asking them, and just talk about and it. And why are they doing the homework for you? Is it because you helped get them because out I of, said, the, of I that said life? If, yeah. I said if they want to like be under my influence, which they said they did, then we're going to play by my rules. Yeah, your way or the highway. Yeah. Now, when you threaten a hex, are you using that as a threat or you believe you can hex people? At this point, I didn't believe that it would actually work but I've been, I believe that I've been hexed. And it's, it's. Right, so you can't really criticize the people that are like, they're believing the hex. What suckers? Because you've you, been hexed. You kind of think you've been hexed I, also. I think I've been hexed. How have you been hexed? I am. Um, the guy who was uh, uh, my best friend in, um, in first year of college was a second year. He was a sophomore. Okay. What do you guys call sophomore. it? Yeah. Sophomore. Yes. I was a freshman. And uh, he was in design. And um, we had like a little romance like the sure. the stuff with the electrician guy would like rough a little bit and um but rough a little bit uh, yeah like oh. i i got accepted in college and he didn't and it was just like totally inside politics which uh. i i sorted out he got accepted next year as oh, well okay. so like um <laughs> i was a freshman i was running things too <laughs> this, is <unbelievable>. <laughs> <laughs> this is great so like uh m- like my life is so much to be grateful for. So like I I go <laughs> I go a little heard. playing around with this guy, and we go to uh, his apartment and we we have like a exhibition coming up and we did an installation together. So we go into his apartment to talk about the installation. Him and his wife are separated after just having a baby, and they live at grandma and grandpa's, and she gave me tea. And you guys have no idea. Like, I mm. threw up so much fucking blood. You threw up blood from the I, tea. It was like projectile blood. Jeez. All night long. That was hex Holy tea. Fuck. It like I t- I Voodoo have no shit. idea what to think. She, she might have just put fucking dumbly ass bleach yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. And That's I what fucking I'm yeah, some rat <laughs> poison I, or something. I read yeah, we're right. poison. And you non-believers, it was a hex. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Midnight in the Garden of yeah. Good and Evil, you <laughs> bastards. The, he- like it, the it, hex of Kaopex. She got. She got have been like. She. She had to be really, really good because it. It smelled and tasted like tea, and like I didn't have anything to drink. I was totally okay, and like I, it was the weirdest shit ever. The weirdest mm. shit ever. Then um, later on, like she f- smashed her face in the in the car accident and like smashed it really bad she did yeah i think like she she got to enough people karma's a bitch Mm -hmm. i think so like the way like um my my guy my friend guy like from college he he described how they met and how like she took over his mind how fast she did it 
And he was like, I didn't like that. I didn't like that a, a single fucking bit. And next thing I knew, I was a father of, a, of her child. Like, that was fucking crazy shit. Like, he was a really classy guy. He wasn't a ghetto guy. Mm. Wow. Uh, All right. We unfortunately have <laughs> to start wrapping this up. There's two questions I just I definitely have to get with before we can we can in, uh, in, yeah. interview. God, I'm so bad with so words. And I have a journalist my lover, my lover at one point went, he's like, this guy, I like this guy. He's a good designer. He's stylish. Let's have a threesome. And so you had a threesome? No, but... Um, that was like that was an option for me. Yeah, I, I couldn't bang with another dude there. No, I, I, no sometimes I, I, sometimes I see my own penis and lose a heart on. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do a second one. Um, but that's so cool. Like that, that's like a true metal guy. Like you don't give a fuck. Like what if like your balls would be smashing against your body's balls? You're like yeah. Ooh. Well, I Isn't think that's that frowned upon in Russia right now. <laughs> yes. God, we don't have time to get to that. I wanted to get to that, and I wanted to get to pussy right. But I, I think we have to get this also. with oh, your hexes. We'll have rocket back. We're going to have you back. And I already have an idea for a spinoff show. I'll tell you guys a little bit. Um, so you're using the hexes. You have power. You've converted. How many people do you think you converted out of the gangs? Did you save? Um, you started with those two dudes. Two dudes and a girl. And a girl. And yeah, uh, It's a television show, I think. <laughs> and the, um, the other three dudes came later. And they brought another like punk a punk rock kid. Yes. And we became a little hot with each other. But it sounds like you have had sex with at least 60% of <laughs> Russia right now. <laughs> Only the ones that are old enough and intelligent enough to make my pussy wet. Damn. So 4% oh, I got a, of <laughs> Russia. I got, I got a tattoo of Socrates and Chekhov. <laughs> You're in, baby. Um. <laughs> Reciting Dostoevsky and shit. Oh, recited, recited. When you're, all right, you have left Russia, does the government back their stuff tabs on you? I wouldn't know that. You would not know. But um, I have tabs on them, and they're fucking up. They're fucking up. They're fucking up. I believe they are. Is it time for you to get back into music and change, start changing shit again? Um, my mom has to die first. Why, why is that? Because it'll if, cause problems for her? If she goes me going to jail, then she'll die from heart attack. Mm. Oh. And I'll definitely end up in jail. If I do what I want to do artistically, I will be in jail. I absolutely fucking know that. Then are you envious? Do you have respect for... Let's just throw Pussy Riot out now. What, what, with what they're doing, Absolutely. I have. I have respect for them for being in jail, utmost respect. And it's so sad because like people like Varg fucking Vickerness that goes and burns down the cutest fucking building on earth. Yes. And yeah. his fucking goddamn hand didn't shake, you fucking jerk off. Okay? Come see me fucking later, you fucking douchewad. <laughs> and and people like them that I fell in love again. Yeah, I know. I just fell in love again. Away. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. She's getting heavy. And, uh, pants are tight. Sorry. And, anyway. And some people like Nadia Masha and what's her name? Uh, and uh, they fucking like rocking out and sending a message and, and they end up in jail. Oh, that's great. We'll have you back. We'll discuss all this. Uh, Rocket, it's been outstanding. Um, yeah. Arguably the uh, best episode I've ever been Thank a part of. So much. We might have Thank to quit. You. We might have to stop. It's downhill from here. <laughs> Don't quit. Um, please uh, give your information. She's Plug whatever us. you want. <laughs> Um, websites, Twitter, uh, 
any anything you got coming up you want to talk please plug this plug time everybody plug time plug time Ooh, I not love the plug that you're time. thinking oh i know <laughs> i'm thinking of my twitter account it's um it's uh, katrina just like the disaster Oh, that's a good way of describing it. All right. Good thing no one from New Orleans. Good thing Rich Aronovich is not sitting in with us from New Orleans. Katrina, like the disaster. Katrina, is, the only thing that's better than that is Blagojevich. Um, Katrina, and uh, my last name is Legina, and uh, that's the only Quaker name that like still exists. If I don't shit anybody out of my vagina, there's going to be no more Leginas. <laughs> Z-L-Y-G-I-N-A, Katrina Z-L-Y-G-I-N-A, and my Twitter name is Rocket, and my and my k- kind of name is Rocket, so I could go, Rocket, let's go hang out, drink beers. I'd be like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, uh, special guest, second time co-guest uh, I cannot thank you RG. enough for having me on this episode. I'm so happy. <laughs> this has been the best one. You're you available know. for today. Is, uh, if you have me back for a third time, I don't know how we're going to follow this up. Oh, we're we- going to have to blow you guys. All right. Well, we haven't uh, had that I'm yet. I'm speaking yeah. for the team here. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> Who's you. the we in the blowing? Yes, I'm sitting out <laughs> on the actual <laughs> but, um Mr. Daniels, please plug whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, Sunday night stand-up every Sunday at Three of Cups in the East Village. Show. And my first book, 10 please. Shows, just completed. Author, motherfuckers. Being edited as we speak. It will be available uh, before the end of October. Follow me on Twitter at RG Daniels, and uh, you will certainly be updated. Oh, yes. As we go along. Proud of you, Very excited. What's your book about, dude? It is about an aspiring comedian who is not who he thinks he is. That's a hook right there. I love wow, it. Wow, yeah. I love it. Fiction. I like it. I wish I could read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she gave it up. She just wants everyone else in the, yeah. in the, uh, the, the around her, too. Um, Mr. Benji, the best of BS on Twitter. Make sure to check out Stand Up New York Labs. Yes, Google it. We have uh, awesome best. Twitter handle. We it's got shows. We got studio. podcasts. Sexy we have studio. videos. We're doing some really, really cool stuff. So definitely check it out. And come check out the club. It's my home club. club. I love it to death. Yes, your plug. What are you? Where were you at? Uh, Stand Up New York. Stand Up New York. Uh, one mic comedy tour. Check it out, man. Me and Shuli, we're adding people here and there. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We're going to be, I don't know when this is going to air. We're in Philly end of September. We're in Baltimore area in October. We will be, oh, I can't tell this gig yet. But when this, when I can tell you this is a big gig coming in December that's going to be progressive. It's going to be Ooh. great. So, oh, this little tease. Radio <laughs> shit. Remember, this is the Radio <laughs> Wood episode. Uh, at Mad Dog Matter on Twitter, Mad Dog Matter on Facebook. Um, support us. Send me messages, man. Give us ideas for the show. Uh, if you have a story to tell, if a friend has a story to tell and they're just too shy to initially uh, start the conversation with us, we want great stories. We want people who are real. We need to get it out. If you have suggestions, if you want us to do bits on the show, like Soupy Sales, nah, please do. Soupy sales. Please do. Um, just keep supporting us. Do us a solid, man. Spread the word to people. That's the only way we're going to yeah, do it. We're really going to get out to the peoples. If you do this... Uh, we need to, what we do is like secret. This is like a punk rock band. We're a podcast that did not have a celebrity starting it. So it starts with a handful of you and we love you. Let's grow this so people know what the fuck is going on. Hell yeah. Absolutely. So we can get it out to the no people. No copycat shit. Just the original fucking shit. I have so much respect for you guys. Thank you, Angel. Like, Thank you. Only Thank a you. great, great rim job would express how I feel. Like, it's it's just I mean you guys, like you guys are making a difference. We've come you, up with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're really making a difference. You're you two sexy motherfuckers. And I <laughs> ah, out? Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. <laughs> Who got I had a feeling I was intruding. <laughs>
Wait, can I just share this the one? While, you, while, you were, you, while you were using the bathroom, all yes. three of us were sitting here, yes. and Rocket says to Benji, you're a very handsome and sexy man. And I'm like, do you want me to leave? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you would. You were a gentleman, but uh, I would want you to watch. <laughs> and on that note, uh, mad love to John Fatigate, our producer, producer you, Super John. Tramp, AJ Freeman. Keep Thank supporting you, Lots AJ for Life. Freeman. We will be here every Tuesday. New episode debuts on iTunes, SoundCloud. Until next time, my people. Uh, this is Mad Dog Matter, and as always, I will be the one to remind you we're all worth a million in prizes. Don't forget that. Out, baby. Yeah.